Hi everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Before we jump in, please note that the podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so please feel free to contact me through my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Liz. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. So happy you're here. I have a great interview for you with Reverend Dr. Enthusa Helena, and she talks all about medical intuition. I think this is pretty timely with the coronavirus going on and people worried about their health all the time. I mean, even someone coughing once or twice, you're like, oh, am I sick? Or is that just a cough? Because we cough as human beings all the time to clear our throats or whatever. So so this may give you a good sense about how to get better in touch with your body and listening to it and what it needs, as well as when to seek help. Now, before we jump into the interview, I do want to let you know that I am launching an online group to help you sleep better. It's called Sleep Better, Feel Better. And so if you struggle with your sleep, that's starting May 5th, 2020. And you can see more about it over at my website. You can go to drlizhypnosis.com slash sleep better and find out all about that program and how to join. I know that's another thing people are struggling with right now is sleep. And I have planned to launch this way before any pandemic hit, but it is really useful for you to feel like you're more in control of your sleep and to wake up happier, not worrying about it so much, like wake up feeling refreshed, rested, ready to face the day. That's the whole goal of the program, to help you feel better. All right, hope you enjoy today's interview and I hope that you and your loved ones are safe and healthy. Peace. Hi, Enthusa. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Thank you. Good morning to you, Elizabeth, and to everybody else that's listening today in the audience. So let's jump right into questions. How did you originally become a medical intuitive? Oh, my. Okay. Now I have to go back to when when did I do that? It was so long ago. You know, just with our professional licensing, we always have to have continuing education credits to, you know, keep our certifications. And and so I was always looking for things that interest me and go along with what I already do, the other modalities I already do. And then the flip side of that is, um, you know, that adage, I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly, when the student's ready, the teacher will come and yes. somehow the universe just brings it to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe I was working or uh, being with a friend that's a friend and also a colleague and a client. She had mentioned that this uh, medical intuitive from Russia, a doctor who's actually well known and he's researched and studied here by um, University of Arizona, I guess they do a lot of research studies. So 
he was here in Florida and he was doing this training and she mentioned it and I thought, well, okay, let's, let's try that out because I was already <clears throat> doing a lot of different modalities that deal with energy. Okay. Such as what, what were you doing already? Oh, well, gosh, I've been in business for like 45 years. So already was doing cranial sacral therapy, which mm -hmm. is a physical uh, osteopathic technique. Mm -hmm. But it also has an energy component and a component to it that you can do remote distance healings mm -hmm. by viewing the person. It's part of the more advanced trainings. So mm -hmm. I, I was already doing that. And I thought, well, whatever medical intuitive stuff must be like, you know, a jump up or a grade up from, you know, viewing the way that I had been trained. Mm -hmm. But also um, in cranial sacral therapy, which a lot of people in South Florida uh, do know me for, is that there the basic theory that Andrew, Dr. Andrew Still, back in the 1800s, he was a cranial osteopathist, and he was the first to study or put out founded cranial sacral therapy. And his theory was the body has inner wisdom to heal itself. Mm. And then later on, other physicians studied more. And then I worked for Dr. Upledger, who's also world-renowned. And he wrote a book, Dr. Upledger, called uh, The Inner Physician and You. Okay. So I was always like, okay, we have inner wisdom in our body that each of us individually when we can tune into that mm -hmm. as best as we can and trust it. I think that's the the big issue for a lot of people. You know, they'll they'll get an understanding, oh, something doesn't feel right in my body. I wonder what it is. And they'll maybe they're right on with whatever it is. Uh -huh. But maybe they don't trust what they're getting, you know? Mm. So the therapist helps um, you know, facilitate their uh, investigation of that. And so then I thought, well, that medical intuitive thing must fall into this same area. Mm -hmm. It does. And it is heightened because it's all about just remote distance healing and energy work. And you don't even have to look at the person's body or, or be with them in person. And so I did like two-year training with this uh, doctor as a um, like I said, he's from Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, medical That's a long time, two years. <laughs> Most trainings do take a long time if you're going to, you know, really That's keep true. doing each, all the levels and the advanced levels and also become, you know, the best that you can be in, in, Absolutely. The, in, the, in yes. the things that you're offering people. And he was here, he was nearby. So I was like, well, I'll take advantage of it. So the last year of the training was actually an internship. Hold on just a minute. <laughs> That's my dog. Okay, so the dog's calmed down. <laughs> my friend came in. <laughs> I know, I freaked out. Oh, no. Oh, well. All right. So you were saying that he was in Florida? Oh, yes. And okay. uh, the, the center is now closed, and I'm not sure where he's at. But I, like I said, uh, it was very opportune for me at the moment. And so the last year of the training, if you wanted to do it, was actually an internship uh, that you went into his office on a daily basis 
and worked with him with his um, patients. And he observed you and gave you things to do after he was done, um, in quotes, diagnosing Mm -hmm. um, doctor. And so that was really the, like the cherry on top of the Sunday or, or so that's really where I got the experience of the two years of, of training. Now we didn't meet every day. It was like Mm -hmm. uh, a week, um, every three months. So it was like maybe four times a year to do the um, two-year training. Okay. So the, the, the thing there too is, is I had been a yoga teacher for 28 years. Mm. You know, yoga talks a lot about energy components in our body. And I also had been doing acupressure mm-hmm. and medical Qigong, which also deals with our energy systems. But studying the uh, medical intuitive format was even more in depth and gave me more um, wide or broader information of scope that added on to all these other levels that I had already had been uh, doing and studying. So it was it yeah. was really good, and I also feel like it allowed me to get in touch with my own body mm. uh, even more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important for people to really feel what's going on within themselves. Like one of the things with cranial work is uh, pain is a signal. Yes. So, you know, when you get pain, it's not something to get all, you know, worried and upset about, at least at first. Mm -hmm. It's something that's like uh, tapping on your shoulder or a stop sign that's saying, stop for a moment, Mm -hmm. listen to me. Um, I'm trying to tell you something. I'm trying to show you something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, upping the ante by doing the medical intuitive stuff, not stuff, I'm sorry, training with uh, the other formats that I had already been doing Mm -hmm. in my life really allowed me to feel like I was in touch with my own body and my own self even deeper. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I think I try to do that with clients uh, when I talk to them or work with them. I'll say, do you feel what's going on right now? You have a sense, and and I get them into conversation, and I say, "Well, what are you feeling? Because what I'm feeling may not be the same as what you're feeling." And when we work cooperatively together, mm-hmm. we're on a journey together, and we're supporting each other to do the highest and best that we can for that client. Absolutely, yeah. I see how that could be a really good fit. I have a yoga background too; I've taught for eighteen years or so. And also bring that body awareness into my work as a therapist. Like, where are you feeling that? Where is it coming from? You know, where in your body? But I could see how that's an easy step over to if you're having some kind of medical problem or physical problem. All right. So what does your body tell you about it? Where is it? I mean, really, that's the first question even a a medical Western trained doctor will ask you, right? Yes. Hurting? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. where's the pain? <laughs> right. Or if you go to the ER or something, what's the problem? Right. Where are you hurting? <laughs> so, right. Right. What but, are you here for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So people do have a sense of that. But how do you recommend, like, is there a simple exercise where someone could get more in touch with what's going on in their body? Oh, well, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I really 
have been a meditator for quite a long time and, you know, started mm-hmm. that when I was first introduced to yoga. And there are many different forms of meditation. Yes. But I say that that would be a good daily practice mm-hmm. to help you at first get in, in touch. And there's so many forms of meditation that sometimes people want to shy away from that. Mm-hmm. Even just sitting and contemplating is a form of meditation, you know, giving yourself time to, if you have a nice backyard or you're at the ocean or in the mountains mm-hmm. or, you know, um, just in nature somewhere and you can just sit. And if you don't have any of that, just a, a quiet, special place in your home somewhere mm-hmm. yeah, that, that you can just be in um, total silence. Yes. And, and, you know, you could use your breath to help you or simple things. You can just look at a, uh, I remember one of my first ones was just gazing at a candle flame. Uh-huh. That was a yep, long time ago. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then just allow the, the mind to just release any of its constant chatter. Mm-hmm. And then there'll come a point where you just feel really still. And when you're in that stillness place, which is is um, a neutral mind, mm-hmm. that's when things can kind of come uh, bubble up within your awareness. Mm-hmm. And it can come through, oh, gee, my shoulder's hurting or my knee hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder what that's about, you know. And you don't have to investigate too much. You just allow your attention to go there. Mm-hmm. One of the things in cranial sacral therapy and, and more of the advanced uh, work that we do is we actually communicate with the area of the body that's hurting. So I'll ask the patients, well, if you have a knee pain, so let's Mm -hmm. get into a neutral state, let's calm down the nervous system, and together we're going to explore. So just get in touch with your knee and, you know, ask your knee what it's trying to tell you. And then we allow things to just bubble up and and we dialogue together. It's actually how I got into psychotherapy and becoming a psychotherapist because I was a massage therapist first and doing cranial sacral therapy. And Dr. Upledger actually suggested Uh that I extend um, my education into psychotherapy because there is so much what they call somato-emotional release, which has to do with let's dialogue, let's talk. Yeah, so I was just going to say, often when I do hypnosis, Yes, And if I'm doing a longer session, which is typically a deeper form of hypnosis, I will say to you, the client, if a body part keeps aching, it's a long session. Maybe you just need to move around. <laughs> but if that doesn't help, maybe it needs to talk to us. So yes. let us know and we'll talk to that body part. And I had a my own experience when I was doing core healing where I think it was my left arm that kept aching. And sure enough, it had something to say. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Just getting in touch with it. There was a book I read. I, this must have been, I don't know, 15 years ago. But she talked about always speaking gently to your body parts. Yes. At the time, that was a really new concept to me. I was frustrated with my body. It was after I'd had my first daughter. And so many times we tell our body like mean things. Like we speak to it very meanly, like, oh, yes, you know, <laughs> my darn knee or whatever. And something like yeah. that. 
And it was and, a shift for me to say, oh, perhaps I should talk to it kindly. Yes, I always do that. I say, you know, I get the client or even myself in, in a, a more neutral meditative state. And remember to be kind and polite. Your knee is causing you pain. You know, just go to it gently. Introduce yourself. Say hello. Like, you know, you're just meeting a, a, a new person for uh, the first time or you're, you're seeing a, a new little child that, you know, has so much light and you haven't spoken to them for a, a long time. Or, and, mm -hmm. and you just are gently being polite and curious. It's interesting that a lot of times that once you start dialoguing with whatever the pain is and it gives you the information that it's been wanting to give you, that pain actually will go away. Now, it's not always the case, but it does. I've definitely had that as well in my life where um, once it feels resolved or I've seen it in clients too, like I had a case that was fibromyalgia. Well, that is very physical, yes. right? It is lots of pain all yes, over the body is. and with hypnosis and some dialogue and some going back to resolve some beliefs, her fibromyalgia went away. Yes. That, yeah. It felt like a miracle to her and to me. Well, I'm like, it is. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. But it was through that real process of releasing the pain, releasing the need of the body. Yes, yeah. communicating. communicating. Absolutely. And and, and yes, it, you know, if so if so many more people knew, I mean, it sounds simple and it sort of is. But it is such a key tool, and it can be so simple to prevent anything from getting worse or um, further progressing yes. into something that you really don't really want it to progress that far. But um, yeah, so when you work with someone, is it with the intention of just discovering what's going on or trying to resolve it without? Um, let's say Western medicine, or is it really like exploring, okay, what do you need here? What's the intention there? Yes. Well, everybody comes to the plate with different ideas or, or different situations. Or uh, So I always ask them to really think about before we actually have a session together, what is their main focus and what is their main intention? Spend some mm -hmm. time to do that. So you know, we can progress from there. My main focus is always to assist them for their highest and best interest, of course, but to find out the uh, underlying truth of what's really going on. And sometimes it's just uh, a disconnect mm -hmm. from some part of their being. Uh, mm. I, I do integrative medicine, meaning that I, I look at the physical, mental, emotional, uh, energetic, and spiritual aspects. Mm -hmm. So I do often find that one of those areas they're disconnected from. And mm. sometimes it is, you know, the spiritual aspect for whatever reason, maybe they just had a heartbreak or a a trauma in childhood and they didn't realize that, mm -hmm. you know, something happened there that disassociated and or they created belief systems, like you said, that just needed to be um, 
reframed or rewired mm-hmm. or come into more of a positive understanding. The, the other thing, too, is, you know, the message that the inner physician is going to tell the person, whether it comes from the physical doorway or the mental doorway or emotional doorway or spiritual doorway, because we, we're all doing the same thing. We're just coming in from different entrances. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I feel. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that. my yes. opinion, you know, like, yeah. you know, you go to a massage therapist or you go to a psychotherapist or you go to an acupuncturist or a hypnosis uh-huh. person yeah. or, or um, you know, or a medical doctor. We're all trying to serve. We're just coming in with our different gifts and talents, mm-hmm. entering through a different doorway, but we're, we're, we are all one whole being. So whatever doorway we enter, we're going to get to the core of whatever's happening. You know, yeah. if the person, the person has to be really willing to go there. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. So some people are more comfortable with one doorway than another. And that's why they seek out different types of modalities. Yes. You know, they're more yes. comfortable. I'll just go to hypnotherapy or mm-hmm. psychotherapy, or I, I just want to have body work. So they, yes. you know, acupuncture, they really love the traditional Chinese medicine too. But what, once they get the message, this is the important part that I was getting to is they still have a choice then. If the body or mind or spirit is telling them, you know, maybe you need to leave your husband or wife, or maybe Mm -hmm. you need a new job, maybe you just need a vacation, maybe you need to change your diet, Mm -hmm. something in a habit in your lifestyle uh, you've been doing for a while, you know, possibly is not the most beneficial thing for you to do to deal with stress or life. So, you know, you'll get the information from your inner wisdom, but then the client or person, myself as well, still has another step to take. Uh-huh. They have the choice on whether they're going to listen or not and actually do that. Absolutely. And, and that's where sometimes the healing or let's say getting healthier mm-hmm. uh, will work or not work. You know what I mean? Because if they choose, well, I don't really want to give up my business. My business, you know, gives me a lot of, you know, financial pleasure, even though maybe I just want to go be, uh, uh, do something else for my life that maybe is not going to make me, you know, as much money Uh that can be an inner conflict with a person. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that other big step. And you have to really, really then assist them if they want assistance to work through that. You know, what are the underlying fears or belief systems? Or Absolutely. Things? Yes. Yeah. I had a friend who used to work for a big, a big corporation, a big retailer in the U.S. And after about six months, she went on high blood pressure medication. And one of her coworkers said, oh, yeah, that's what we do here, right? Like, yeah, like everybody is on high blood pressure medication because the job is so demanding and stressful. Stressful, yes. And so that's an example of all right, yeah, you can stay on the high blood pressure medication or you can look for another job. And I see that in all kinds of areas too. I yes. often see that in marriages or even for myself, an episode I aired just a couple of episodes ago. Uh, I can't remember the number, 148 maybe, where I tell about my weight loss story. I would read this stuff about my thyroid, get overwhelmed, stop. 
for me, what changed is a deeper hypnosis technique where I really begin to value myself and said, okay, I'm worth taking care of. I'm worth figuring this out. I'm worth like, let's go step by step and not get overwhelmed here, you know? Yes. So that all kinds of changes could be made that I really needed to make for my health. Mm-hmm. So that's a personal example there. But that is really interesting. I absolutely loved how you talk about that and how you see it. And um, I can just picture opening a doorway and some people peek through and get the answer and some people jump through, right? Yes, yes. Or maybe fly through. Who knows? They appear all kinds of ways. Teleport, right? <laughs> yeah. Or decide to close the door and I don't want to look. So, you know, yes. that happens too. Yeah. <laughs> right. That too. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Well, we are almost to the end of our time here. Can you tell people how to find you if they'd like to work with you? Oh, thank you very much. Yes. My website is Soulite, that's S O L L I T E dot com. And there's a lot of good information there. I have also on a lot of social media, I have a YouTube channel that has a lot of free information and videos. I have blogs that's with my website and my Facebook business page. I weekly send out an inspirational message as well as do videos and talks there. Too. Wonderful. And so that's um, Anthusa Helena. YouTube channel and Facebook business is Soul Light Anthusa Helena. Again, that's S O L L I T E. I also have written a or co authored a book mm. uh, called While We Were Silent. Um, there were 12 authors that came together that healed from um, sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. So um, my expertise has been known in assisting people with post-traumatic stress disorder in whichever way that it comes. So I do have an Amazon book page that actually has a, an interview a video on it. Fantastic. And you have, you have some courses on your website as well, right? Yes, yes. My website is about having private sessions like we're talking about mm-hmm. and all the different modalities that I offer. Uh, but I do specialty program trainings, which are shorter, that are a month long. One of them is a two-month long that is a self-discovery introspection program. And then the longer six-month training program in integrative medicine is the practitioner training program. And that explains all the modalities that I incorporate in the work that I do. So um, even if you're not interested in doing a six-month practitioner training, looking at that portion of the website explains to you in depth the different modalities that I'm doing when I'm actually working with you in a private session. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. And thanks for being on the podcast. I know lots of people will enjoy this interview. Yes. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And thank you all for listening and have a most wonderful, blessed, joyous day.
truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.